Welcome everybody to the third episode of the Maple Ridge Mastodons podcast. Today's date is November 5th, 2020. We are coming off the heels of yesterday being November 4th. It was seasons 41, opening day of the season. Regular season started yesterday. A lot of interesting stuff took place. We'll fill you in. Stay tuned. So yesterday, as the season opener kicked off, you might have noticed that our Twitter account, at Maple Mastodons, was promoting a lot of love from our fans, a lot of love coming in from our good friends. Well, I say good friends. It's just a fan favorite of the office and uh, the locker room. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons seemed to uh, you know, like some of our tweets and uh, replies. We were hoping that would have brought us some, uh, some good luck. But uh, sadly, those uh, those Timbits uh, didn't do the trick. Uh, we did play Strud last night. We lost 4-2. But before we dive into what went wrong in our match against Strud, I'll give you a fast rundown of what took place in the league during Game 1. Starting it off, it was Pembroke at Tilt Cove. Tilt Cove won 5-1. Tilkov has been rebuilding the last two, three seasons. Uh, let's hope that their victory over Pembroke is a sign of things to come. Uh, always been a big fan of Tilkov. Following them, we had Ikaluk at Vancouver. Vancouver won 4-2. For those of you that, uh, that have been following the TJHL Hockey League, either through Twitter or the actual website, you will know that Vancouver is the is the defending champion, the Maple Cup champion. Um, Vancouver, again, started it off strong, 4-2 against Ikaluk. Um, then you had provincial rivals. Ottawa facing off against Toronto. Toronto with a big 6-2 victory over Ottawa. Uh, no surprise there. Toronto has been rebuilding like Tilt Cove, like Pembroke, uh, and so many other teams. Toronto has been rebuilding for the past, I would like to say, four seasons. Ottawa, not much news coming out of Ottawa. They won their Maple Cup, if I'm not mistaken, season 39. Since then, it's been pretty much the same old. Haven't added any new additions to their lineups. They're still running Keegan Day, their superstar goalie. Pretty much the only one that brought them to the finals in season 39 and got them that Maple Cup champion. Keegan Day, once again, was up against Toronto. And uh, you know what? It makes you wonder, is Keegan Day, after all these years, is he still the top superstar goalie? Maybe it's time for Ottawa to consider trading him off, capitalize on his star value, and maybe bring in a decent replacement. Following them, you had Edmonton at Kamaloops. Kamaloops pick up the big 1-0 victory. 1, Edmonton 0 what can I say? I'm not a big fan of Edmonton. So, yay, Kamaloops. Keep it going. Halifax and Calgary. 2-2 two two overtime. Two powerful teams. Very powerful. Anytime you go up against Calgary, anytime you go up against Halifax, uh, it's sure to be, a, as they say, a barn burner. Um, very good game. 6 nothing. 
versus Saskatoon that faced off against Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw, once again, nothing new. So a zero for them. Pretty much this pretty much describes their past couple of seasons. Really nothing new with Moose Jaw. Saskatoon, again, six to nothing. Saskatoon is a stacked team, a powerhouse team. Um, you know what? When you look at the Saskatoon Spectres history, you're going to see that this is a team that has won the Maple Cup Championship at least, at least 13 times in the 41 seasons of the TJHL. Once again, no surprise, Saskatoon overpowered a, uh, another team, but 6-0. Following them, Mount Pearl faced off against Alberni Valley. Alberni Valley with a 5-3 victory, pretty good for them. Always two wonderful teams to uh, to watch, two great teams to deal with when uh, we're trying to work out trades. Very talented camps on both sides. Kelowa lost to Winnipeg, 5-2. Fel- Winnipeg, again, their general manager has a mixed team, something like that we're doing. We have a good mix of uh, talent, young and old. The older guys mentoring our younger talent that are coming up through the farms that are experiencing what it is to be playing on the pro winnipeg picks it up five to two kelowa for those of you that listen to our uh, other podcast episodes you will know that they have dan mccarthy a goalie 21 years old practically a superstar a phenomenon you don't get goalies like that uh in this league too often hopefully kelowa will use him as the rebuild continues and build a team around them just know everybody's biting at the bits to get them and uh, i'm sure it won't be cheap following them freeport took on flint flan not much out of there freeport the former montreal mayhams moved uh, to freeport nova scotia during the offseason freeport two flint flan no my my bad freeport four flint flan two Again, Montreal Mayhems ended up folding, moved to Freeport. Freeport starts off the season with a strong victory, 4-2. Now, this is what you were waiting for, Maple Ridge at Strud. Let's see what went wrong. So, before we dive into last night's game report, I just want to give you guys, uh, to all those of you listening, uh, a little heads up of our chemistry analysis that uh, we just got uh, this morning. It's pretty much a rundown of every every team, all 20 teams within the league, more or less how the team looks chemistry-wise. So, uh, for example, Maple Ridge, we're ranking a B. So normally you're getting a B ranking. What they're looking at is how well did your team perform? Is there good passing? Are they missing passes? Are they missing setups? Is the goalie being left alone? Uh, How's the team itself meshing? We came up with a ranking of B. Strut, A. So clearly you see, okay, yes, they got an A, we got a B, fine. But you're fairly confident Moose Jaw, who has a C, Ikuluk has a C. But when you're comparing a B to an A, there isn't much. It could be the littlest of things, how each player, maybe without calling out 
the play or calling out a setup. That's what it's being based on. All right. Analysts are the opinions of four hockey insiders based on the players that played in the previous match. Um, so Maple Ridge, Strud, uh, two different rankings, uh, but very close. So you're figuring that the two teams would have been meshing well. Same thing. You could go look up our power rankings. Again, go on the TJHL website. Go under media. You'll find it. Power rankings, chemistry analysis. Um, if you were to look at the power rankings, just based on the skill of the players, of past records, you're going to see that out of 20 teams, Maple Ridge, us, Maple Ridge Mastodons, are coming in fourth. So, you know, we got Albany Valley first, Calgary second, Freeport in third, and then Maple Ridge. The skills of our team would have been fourth overall in the league. Surprising considering that Strud, the team that beat us last night, game opener, and two times during the preseason, is dead last. That That's incredibly baffling. Um, what can I say? Just based on the power rankings, the chemistry, you figure Strud meshes well, maybe because they're more of a veteran team that has been playing together for a longer time. We in Maple Ridge have been trying out new new additions, guys through the development that we wanted to try them out. Maybe that brought down our chemistry down, but surely increased our power ranking. Strut, low power ranking, good chemistry, could have been the offset, the offset that uh, that got them that victory. Going into our game summary, you will see that Strud totally took a had a total of 37 shots. Maple Ridge put up 22 shots. Very low. Very low. Here's the breakdown. Strud up first, 13 shots to Maple Ridge's six in the first period. Second period, you see 10 to 9. Close. Third period, Strud 14, Maple Ridge 7. Uh, that is crazy. Those are some... Uh, I don't know what took place. I mean, I'm not in the locker room. I can't tell you what exactly happened. But to have a total of 22 shots in a game and that it's so low, it's it's baffling. 6, 9, 7. Very bad. But out of those 22 shots, at least we put up our two goals. Uh, Strut Outlaws, 37 shots, racked up four goals. The breakdown was each team scored one in the first period. We, in the second period, took the lead, scoring in the second period. Strud just came out of the third, put up three goals. Um, surprisingly, no. Obviously, the 37 shots that went up, we would have been happy to have um, well, a lot less than four goals against. But what can we do, right? Game one, uh, the new guys are meshing. We're trying to get them grooved into the uh to the to the machine that is the maple ridge mastodons so what you have here was strut their player uh kurt patrick scored the game winner in the third period as strut outlaws beat the maple ridge mastodons by a score of four to two Joni Turbenci earned his first win of the regular season by making 20 saves on 22 shots. Maple Ridge's goaltender Alfonso Servi was named the first star of the game. Not surprisingly, took on 37 shots, only gave up four goals. Um, 
you know, our goaltender, Alfonso Servi, takes first star. Pretty good. Our scoring summary was this. First period, we got the, the game going. You know, our first goal in the 6th minute and 11 seconds. Lyndon Flackenberg scores. Power play goal. Assisted by Petrus Sablin and Alfonso Servi. At 10 minutes and 36 seconds in the second period. Strud out, in the first period, I apologize. Strud Outlaws equalizes it. Second period, only one goal. Hours at 11 minutes and 16 seconds. Jolson Cole scores with Chance Fontas coming off as the assist. After that, Strud just unloaded on us. They scored uh, at the 6 minute and 34 seconds. 18th minute and 41 seconds. And then once again at the 19th minute and 29 seconds. Empty net goal. So we gave up one empty net goal, one power play goal, and we capitalized on the power play goal as well. So what, I mean, these are veterans. Jolson Cole, Chance Fontas, two veterans, first liners. Uh, the first goal that was scored by Lyndon Flackenberg, a development student of the game out of Maple Ridge. Patrice Chablain, once again. Uh, development talent coming up through our farms. Both players, phenomenal. Alfonso Servi with the power play, uh, with the power play assist. He is a veteran goalie. Hasn't really gotten much chances in Montreal, in Maple Ridge. I apologize again. But we had to change it up last night. As I stated, Strud Outlaws have beaten us two times in the preseason. No matter what we did, it couldn't have worked. Last night, we went with a four-line system. Uh, the Strut has faced off against both of our starting goalies, our starter and our backup. Last night, we said, you know what? Let's just go with Alfonso Servi. They haven't faced him. We, uh, we don't know how they will react going up against him. But we took a chance. Clearly, 37 shots, four goals. Alfonso put up a... Uh, Alphonse put up a pretty great save percentage you're looking at uh 30 uh 36 shots against three goals against considering that their last goal was an empty net he uh saves 33 shots with a save percentage of nine minutes and 17 seconds very good um what can we do you know alphonse Servi normally goes up as our third string goalie we took a good chance on him you know and we really can't look at these results um, and say that this wasn't any different of a result if we had so-and-so in nets. Like I said, we have tried Landers. We have tried Lafayette, both of our starter and our backup during the preseason, more or less with the same tinkered line that you would have seen last night. Both, got, uh, both teams, both goalies, both losses. Last night, we switched it up. We put... All of our star power on the ice, running the four lines. Naturally, for those of you that have followed our history, you know that Maple Ridge is a three-line three-line team. Uh, we were hoping that this would have been that difference to get that win. All right, sadly, we headed to Strud, lost, no big loss. Again, we still had a pretty decent performance. Most players pick up a minus one. Considering that we lost by 4-2, to two, most players coming out with a minus 1. So again, Jolson Cole with a goal. Lyndon Flackenberg 
assist uh with a goal our uh players that put up the assist you're gonna have right winger patrice chablain you're gonna have defender chance fontas all amazing players last night dunk gronsdale the 26 year old superstar defender phenomenon of maple ridge heartthrob heartthrob i think this guy has more fans in the arena than any other player that shows up Don Gronsdale, an impressive 10 checks given, 12 checks avoided for an average of 20 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, you're looking at Marc-Andre Gar, one of our centers. Pretty good. Three checks given, two avoided, 13 minutes, 31 seconds. Um, played uh, plays on our uh, third line. A pretty good game. You know what? For uh, the first game of the season, coming off of the preseason, uh, it's a pretty good game. We're happy with it. Looking at uh, tonight's lineup, we will be taking on Vancouver. As I mentioned before, Vancouver already won their game one of the season. Vancouver is the defending champions. Um, it's always been interesting to play against them. But sadly, Vancouver has our number. We have lost in the semifinals against Vancouver in season 36. The season following our cup run in season 35, uh, season 36, Vancouver had our number, eliminated us from uh, the semifinals. And every season since that, that semifinals loss, Vancouver has beaten us. We can get it up against them. No matter what we have done, Vancouver has always had our number. Quarterfinals, start of the playoffs, round one of the playoffs, they'll knock us out. Season-wise, we might get lucky, uh, but Vancouver is a tough team and a team we honestly hate playing against. Uh, but again, tonight, we got the Tim Bits going. We have our coffee. Tim Hortons, we love you. Thank you for the support. And uh, that's it. Uh, we are honestly changing it up. We know that Vancouver has an, uh, a very attentive general manager. Their coaching staff watches other teams' uh, lineups, which will focus on what we did yesterday against Strud. I could tell you, I can't tell you exactly who's playing tonight, but I could mention that we are no longer running the four team, uh, the four line. We have switched back to three lines. And is Alphonse Servi with last night's good performance? Is he going up against Vancouver tonight? That's still to be seen. Uh, we know for a fact that our 33-year-old veteran right-winger, Ruslan Karvitz, he has been announced that he will be going up on the trading block. It was just announced uh, about five minutes ago that Ruslan Karvitz, 33-year-old right-winger, a veteran of the sport, a veteran out of Maple Ridge, will be going up on the trading block. So once again, we are switching back to a three-line team. Might or might not switch our goalie. That is still to be seen. Uh, we do have our 23-year-old Tyler Scar. He's been uh, sitting patiently on the on the bench, on the roster. Hasn't done much during the preseason. We did want to give uh, Mikkel uh, Lafayette at 27 years old. We wanted to give him the chance. We got Lander, a backup goalie the previous couple of seasons was thrown into the limelight, was thrown into the start position when Norm Rietelow was traded to uh, Halifax Hooligans during last season. Our starting goalie was traded. Lander had to step up 
And uh, honestly, we were thankful that he did. But again, Lander needs to have a decent backup. You know, we, we have to find it. We have four goalies sitting on our pro roster. Again, as I mentioned, Lafayette, Lander, Scar, and Servi. Not sure who's starting tonight. Not even sure who could be in the backup spot. But there will be an adjustment to the goalie situation. We are always actively searching uh, for goalies. As I mentioned when uh, I was talking about the Ottawa-Toronto game. Ottawa, for the past, I don't even know how many seasons... But they have been running Keegan Day, their 37-year-old superstar goalie. This guy, I mean, he's done it all. He has a total of two Maple Cup championships. He has won the Al Donaldson Award, season 39. He has won the Top Goaltender Award, season 39. The Most Valuable Player, voted by General Managers, season 39. Most Valuable Player, again, voted, seasons 37 and seasons 39. This guy has been a staple of almost every all-star game going back to seasons 31 all the way up to seasons 39 for a total of seven all-stars appearance. He's a Canadian born, all right? Drafted fifth in the fifth round, seventh, uh, 74th overall back in season 23. 37-year-old 20, uh, uh, defender, uh, goaltender. Sorry, holy cow, what's going on today, yeah? Last season, put up. 21 wins, 17 losses in season 40. Season 39, you could say again, that's his best season to date. The season he won the Maple Cup. Out of 46 games, the guy racked up 35 wins, 7 losses, 4 ties, 8 shutouts. We haven't seen a goalie like that in Maple Ridge, I want to say since uh, Frederick Wilsey. The, the guy that we used, uh, we had for seasons 35-36, brought us to the Cup. Brought us to the semifinals. Then when we lost to uh, the Vancouver Titans. Uh, once again, no surprise. Uh, Ottawa Capitals are running Keegan Day. You could actually say they're running the guy to death. I mean, he'll be there. <laughs> Who knows? He'll be there until the league's dead and buried. So once again, tonight we will be facing up against Vancouver. We looked over what was wrong at, a, at the Strud match. Hopefully tonight... We'll have a three-line system. Rather than putting all of our talent up on the ice, we're going to just focus, buckle down, and close any gaps. That was what I've been hearing around the office. We're planning to close the gaps. Jolson Cole, for most of the preseason, our captain, who for most of the preseason was benched just to give uh, Jerry Kopak uh, a chance to get on the ice and some of our other guys. Jolson Cole last night again. First game of the pre, uh, first game of the season already racked up a goal. You could expect to see him back on the first line. No surprise there. What what might come as a surprise though is naturally when you look at our at our centers. We have a good talent. We got Jolson Cole. We got Jerry Kopak. We got Nicholas Hutchinson, Will Hickey, and Mark Andre Gar. All of these guys are high caliber talent. What some of you might have noticed for those that do follow our uh, our team that has followed us in the past is Will Hickey has been the number two line center, right? Every now and then, even in the past couple seasons, Hickey goes up to line one, Jolson Cole goes down to line two. These guys complement each other well. Uh, once again, 
You could go back and look at Will Hickey, for example. Seasons 39. Out of 56 games, Will Hickey put up 45 points. All right? Season 40. Again, 56 games. He dropped to 27 points. All right? This is a guy that for the past couple of seasons, going back up to seasons 37. I'm going to give you a fast rundown. Will Hickey. 32-year-old, 6'1", 191 pounds. Good old Canadian boy. All right? He's a right-handed player. We loved him. Has been playing with us since season 35. Came in midway through the season at season 35 with Maple Ridge. 21 games, 9 points. Wasn't too thrilled about it. But then season's 36. He picked it up. He went from uh, 9 points in 21 games to season 36. 56 games, 31 points. Season's 37. 56 games, 43 points. At this point... The you know the administration is happy. The guy every season he steps it up. That season 37 at 43 points. Season 38, you're looking at 56 games, 18 goals, 26 assists, 44 points, and a plus average of 21. Seasons 39, 56 games again, 12 goals, 33 assists, 45 points. Ah, I I'm boggling. I'm I'm boggling at the thought. Of when was the last time we had a player who would rack over 40 points three seasons in a row? He had 45 points, 31 plus 31 average for a total of 135 shots in a on average of 19 minutes and 31 seconds. Will Hickey has always been one of our go-to guys. Reliable. Last season, I can't tell you what happened, but out of 56 games, the guy puts up 27 points. Catches uh, 43 minutes of penalties, negative 15. It really wasn't his season. Uh, but once again, you know, he, he stuck by us. He's always been the guy to go and give his 110%. Um, this season, though, it's hard to say what the reasons are. Nothing has changed in the office. But it's safe to say that Will Hickey, maybe with last season's performance, has lost some sort of favor with the office or with our coaching staff or with the general manager himself. The guy was mostly benched the entire preseason. He sure, as the official number two, didn't even get ice time last night. You know, it's safe to say maybe that his time is done or are we benching him? Hopefully during practice, he picks it up again, gets back to his old form. But one thing is for certain, Jerry Kopak at 23 years old, we are excited to be having him on our roster. And here he is, Jerry Kopak, 23 years old, 6'2", at 171 pounds. I could tell you, this kid is the future. I expect to see him throughout the rest of the season. I doubt very much that there's any chance that this kid's going down to the farm at all. You know, left wing, again, you, you, you build these players up all season long. You know, past seasons, you're figuring, hey, man, we've had this guy for four seasons. He's always been our go-to guy, our number one position player, left wing, center, right wing, defender, whatever. But it doesn't take much for a team or a coaching staff to lose favor with anybody. It could be the slightest of things. You know, once again, we're looking at Willie Paris, another staple of the Maple Ridge Mastodon team. The guy, he's been with us since season 36. Up to season 40, he has always been an above 30-point player. 
But once again, you're figuring the guy. Last night, he was Willie Paris, a staple of the team last season, season 40. You know, you're figuring out of 56 games, 20 points, 19 assists, a total of 39 points. You're figuring this guy is your number, he's your number one left winger. Your number two at most. You figure, okay, I'm gonna drop him down, help out the second line, you know, spread out, spread out the talent. Last night, out of a four-line system, out of a four-line system, our top left winger was given a total of 11 minutes. 11 minutes, one shot, 11 checks, seven checks avoided. That's 11 minutes and 50 seconds to your top left winger, who for the past season has been going from 30 to 40 points. You're asking, oh, how's that possible? Once again, I think our new direction is headed towards youth. This isn't a veterans league anymore. The league has been altered to the point that it's a young man's league. Normally, what you would have seen, for those of you that have followed uh, the league, the TJHL, would have been players in their mid-30s or close to 40s still playing at the top level. But nowadays, for the past four seasons, minimum four seasons, the league has been with a fresh injection of youth. We got, again, Jerry Kopak, 23 years old, playing with guys that are in their 30s, you know, getting good ice time. Same thing with our left-wingers. You got Jean-Yves Chartier, 29 years old. Lyndon Flackenberg got the point yesterday, right? Can't forget Lyndon Flackenberg, 25 years old, 5'11", 192 pounds. Isn't the quickest, uh, isn't the tallest, isn't the heaviest, but he's getting ice time over veterans like Willie Paris, who at 34 years old, 6'1", 187 pounds. The guy is, is the veteran of the position, of the left wing. But once again, we're trying to get a younger feel for the team. We want players that are going to be around in the next two, three seasons coming up. Not guys that we're going to be running who plan to retire at the end of the season. They're going to be hanging up their skates. It's the same thing, same situation we got on the right wing, right? We got Hill Butcher, 33 years old. Ruslan Carvet, 33. We got Petrus Chablain, 24 years old. Lindsay Matters, top favorite. Ah, top favorite. 27 years old, 6-1. Then again, you look at who was left off last night's roster. Who really didn't get to play much? You're looking again, Sasha Montgomery. You could be telling yourself, but who the heck is Sasha Montgomery to uh, our new listeners? Sasha Montgomery has been our number one center, uh, our number one right winger for the last three seasons. Like those on our center line, Sasha Montgomery and Russell, Russell Carvet are going to be playing the one-two lines, right? Naturally, what would have always happened was we would alternate. Carvet goes up, Sasha goes down to the second. And vice versa, right? Sasha goes back up, Carvin goes down. They have always locked down the one-two. You had Hillard Butcher on the third line. But now when you look at what's in front of you today, again, we ran four lines. You know, you could go check on the TJHL website. Once again, the TJ as in James, H as in hockey, L as in Lee, the TJHL website. Look at Strud at... Uh, you're going to look at Maple Ridge at Strud, and you're going to go check the stats. You're going to see who played how many minutes. Sasha Montgomery, 
one of our top players was placed on the fourth line. You got Lindsay Matters on the first, Petrus Chablain on the second, Butcher on the third. No surprise, we are trying to streamline. We are trying to get uh, a younger feel for the team while keeping the veterans along to mentor the younger talent. As I mentioned before, Russell Carvit is being put on the trading block. Okay, we figure once again, 33 years old, this guy's going to bring in some talent. He has some talent. We could get some younger talent back, maybe a draft pick. Not sure, but I can't really speak on that uh, in the upcoming podcast. Hopefully, I'll get somebody of the coaching staff, maybe to send in a written statement or what. But we'll get somebody on the coaching staff to uh, to to talk about why Carvet, a staple of Maple Ridge, is going to be traded. Uh, same thing. We're looking at our defense. Dana Bois, 21 years old. Top talent. Put up a lot of points in the farm. Happy to have him with us. Uh, tw- you know, figuring at 21 years old, when he's able to be playing on the top tier lines on the pro, the kid's got talent. I mean, it goes without saying. You're looking at a 21 years old, 5'11", 179 pounds. Plays second line. To He's playing second line behind... Players like Dunk Gronsdale and Renberg, right? Dana Bois has been paired up with Jill Roslick, a veteran of the team. A guy that purposely went out of his way to say, look, give this kid a chance. He came up to the, the coaching staff, actually. He's like, look, this kid's got it. Put him up. Let's see, let's see what he has and put him with me, right? Jill Roslick, you know, I mean, he's no phony, right? This guy... Tor- 31 years old, he's 6'1", 218 pounds, solid guy, knows exactly what to look for when you're comparing talent. He went out of his way, took Dana Bois under his wing, and I mean, look, Dana Bois last season put up some good points for what? Here we go, look here, I just pulled up his stats. He had a, he played a total of, as an extra attacker, 29, minute, uh, 29 games for a total of 7 minutes, Took 20 shots, put up three points, all right? And when you're figuring, okay, well, dude, how's, how the heck is this 20-year-old back? Oh, shit. No, guys, I apologize. That was Sasha Montgomery. Hold on, let me just pull up uh, Dana Bois' stats over here. I should have confirmed that I had the right player's uh, stats in front of me. All right, so here we are. Dana Bois. Yeah, this this looks a, bit, uh, a little bit better. You're figuring 19 games. He put up 12 points at a total of 19 minutes and one second. All right. The guy had a minus four, six penalty minutes, 26 shots, 132 checks uh, given, 121 avoided. All right. This guy last season really put up uh, the points. Like I said, 19 games, puts up 12 points. The kid's a starter. He's always going to be a starter. You can't convince me any less that this kid's not ready to be playing on the pro team all right you got dana bois as i mentioned chance fontas 39 years old 6'1 183 pounds is still going strong chance plays third line you got dun gronsdale at 25 years old 5'10 184 our number one right we got guys on the bench we got nolan manny we got kent eric millen both guys had talent they are sitting on the bench. They are going to be our uh, our backups. Guy gets hurt, cold streak, whatever it is, suspensions, 
especially in this league with the teams that we play up against. There's going to be always a lot of suspensions uh, being handed out. So you got Nolan Manley, Eric Kent, Eric Millen as backups. Two young guys, uh, young. Uh, I refer to them as young, 29, 28 years old. Compared to me, who's 37, everybody's young nowadays, right? So this guy, Kent, Eric Millen, 28, 6'3", 203 pounds. Nolan, Man- Nolan Manny, ugh, 29 years old, 6'2", 217 pounds. Good backup guys, solid performers. Uh, I know for a fact that these guys are just happy to be on the pro and experience what it is to have such veterans around them, right? You got Glenn Pickett, another young guy, 27 years old, 6'1", averages about 195 to 200 pounds. Um, he's playing third line, right? Comes in sixth overall. Again, Randberg plays, uh, I mentioned him before when we picked him up on the um, on the trade with Kamaloops. 32 years old, 6'3", 222 pounds, solid performer, plays first line with Dunk Gronsdale. As I mentioned uh, earlier, we got four goalies, not quite sure what to do with them. I know uh, the administration is pretty uh, stressed out about it. I mean, we have a league of 20 teams. We play a total of 56 games. You really can't afford yourself much going into it. You know, you can't tell yourself, oh, well, I'm only going to play, you know, I'm going to play this guy. I'm going to try him out 10 games. Well, those 10 games bring you down to 46, right? So you're when you're chancing out goalies, you know, you could say, oh, I'll chance out a left winger, a right winger, a defender. No problem. You got like a bunch of other guys on the team at that moment that could cover for him. But when you're stuck try, trying out goalies for 10 games or two games, whatever it is, those are those are games that you don't get back. You don't have no one else in front of you. All right. You could put defenders, dude. You have you can see, ah oh, man, he has six defenders on the roster, but he has two defenders in front of him at a, at a time that are solid guys. These guys they don't, hey man, they take everybody into the boards. Yeah, that's all right, that's cool. But when someone pops off a shot from the blue line or chances it taking a shot from the red line, man, center line. If this guy can't even catch a butterfly on a good day, what do you what are we talking about here? So that's why I always find it funny when I'm this I'm in the office and I'm listening to people talk and they're like, oh, you know, we're gonna try out so and so for so many games. And I'm like, look, man, before you try out anybody, you gotta have an idea. You know, you don't just give out trials during the season on a 56 game league to anybody. Especially when you're not even certain that this guy could come up and hang with the team that could get you those wins, right? Every season, every team is fighting to the last game, the last game of the season to get it to get that coveted eight spot seed in the playoff race, right? Ah, it's always something that's been bugging me. I hate when I hear, "Oh, we'll give him a chance. We'll try him out." Ten games. Oh, you know what? He needs to mesh, so we'll give him even more. Ah, dude, three games, four games doesn't work for you trade him bench him or send him down to the farm who cares buy out his contract doesn't matter just get rid of him if he can't get you a win in four games or five games for that matter no matter who you rotate in front of him it's clear to say that this goalie is not for you and this has been a problem that maple ridge has had we had sebastian stackhouse right everything got invested on him sebastian stackhouse sebastian stackhouse that's all you would hear from the earlier season seasons 33 Right, Sebastian Stackhouse with Bud Hellman as his backup. All right, cool. Well, what happened then? 
Bud Hellman is the backup. Sebastian Stackhouse is the starter. Seasons 33, 34. Seasons 35, we picked it up. We picked up Frederick Wilsey. All right. Wilsey, hands over fist. The best goalie this team has ever seen. Season 35, we win the cup. All right. So now we got a superstar goalie and two other goalies playing, fighting for backup position. Well, what happens is Sebastian Stackhouse kind of, you know, being the older player, bit the dust. Bud Hellman steps up to uh, to the backup's position. Seasons 36, you know, again, we went into it. We banked everything on the team that we had that won the cup on Frederick Wilsey. We get eliminated in the semifinals to Vancouver. Well, what do we do? We traded off Frederick Wilsey to Moose Jaw for the simplest reasons is we're like, all right, we tried it. We won the cup. Uh, once again, referring to Wilsey, we tried him. We win the cup. We had a following season. We lost in the semifinals. All right, man. Every you know, naturally, people would be happy. Hey, well, we made it this far, right? But as defending champions, you don't want to get eliminated. You want to get that back-to-back victory, right? So what the the administration did was they traded Frederick Wilsey's to Moose Jaw for a bunch of draft picks and I can't even remember what. But Hellman is put to the into the limelight. Norm Ritala gets called up, plays backup goalie to Bud Hellman. Again, following seasons, it's always been the same thing. This is the Maple Ridge. I don't I won't refer to it as bad luck. This has become since season 36 when we traded when we lost the uh in the semifinals, season 37, we traded Wilsey to Moose Jaw. This has become the norm of Maple Ridge. You get a guy who's not really ready, who's not proven to be a starter. Could be a decent backup. But just because the guy puts up wins as a backup doesn't mean that he's a he's re- a starter ready. You know what I mean? So that's what's been the curse. And I refer to it as a curse because what Maple Ridge does, they will grab goalies. Any goalie that does well on another team, we will go out, bring him in, and then we put him in front of the nets. We don't know much about the guy. His stats, these are backup goalies. Afonso Servi, if I bring up his stats right now, or Mikhail Lafayette, these are our backup goalies that in previous teams, most specifically, we got them off Halifax, the Halifax Hooligans, had decent seasons, right? But these are not guys that you're going to say, oh, he's the one that's going to, he's taking us to the promised land. Once again, we're going to look at Lafayette. Lafayette, we brought him in last season. But last season, he was bounced around, played a total of nine games, right? Starting backup. He's credited for nine games with Ikuluk, all right? Picked up two losses, Say percentage 862. Got traded to Halifax. Halifax played him one game. Oh, Halifax has him credited for one game. One game played. 26 minutes. That's it. Say percentage 625. Pretty bad. Trades him to us. I forget what brought us to get Lafayette. I think it was the fact that he was young. He's hungry. He wants to play. We brought him to us. Seasons 40. Averaged a total of 194 minutes. Right? Three losses, save percentage, 881.881. Afonso Servi was the guy that we purposely wanted. We went out searching for him. Comes off of Halifax. Halifax played him 13 games. 
out of 13 games, Halifax was credited for the wins of 11 and one loss. So 11 wins, one loss, a save percentage of 931, 0.931. Happy. We're like, okay, dude, out of 13 games, this guy's putting up wins, right? We went out, we got him. 10 games played, four losses. Average, save percent average, 887. That got us thinking, either eight, he's a good backup at most, or our team wasn't, chemistry-wise, our team wasn't working with him. You know, uh, once again, season's 41. One game, one loss, save percentage, 917. It just shows you that no matter what the guy's record is on another team, you got to look at his history. What we did was bring in a player from Halifax who in one season had 11 wins, one loss out of 13 games. But when you check him out better, you're going to see that the guy hasn't played season 39, season 38. He didn't play, right? Nowhere to be seen, not even as a backup. You don't see him. But season 37, he had 10 games, six wins, one loss, again, with the Halifax Hooligans. So there's not much history to look for with this player, with this guy. We were happy to have him. We brought him in. Uh, it hasn't worked yet, right? We, it didn't work in 10 games. In 10 games, we put up four losses. We are still struggling. Landers, who we brought up, who we went to go out in the free agency, we brought him in, happy with him. All right, this is a goalie that ended it up on the free agency. We signed him July 21st of uh, July 21st of season 40. We got him through the free agency. This guy hasn't played on any professional team. And if he was on a professional team, he doesn't have any credit for it. The only prof- the only pro status that this guy has is season 38 as a goalie on Pembroke. Seven games played, one loss, one victory, one loss, a save percentage of 879. So come season 40, we're, we're checking the free agency. Clearly the Norm Ritala experiment was... Good, but it could have been better. We had to find Ritala, Norm Ritala, a backup goalie. That's why we were scouring the free agency. We were trying to pull off trades with other teams. We brought him in. Season 40, out of 32 games, Landers is credited with 11 wins, 14 losses, 5 ties, and 0 shutouts for a save percentage of 869. So again, it's hard to find a goalie in this league. You can find left-wingers, right-wingers, centers, defenders, forwards. Those you find them by the buckets full. But it's the goalie that builds the team. And this is why when I made fun of the Ottawa Capitals, who are running Keegan Day nonstop for the past 10, 20 seasons. Who who knows? (laughs) I mean, who even knows how many times this guy has been in nets? Even on days that the guy shouldn't have played, they still forced him to go in nets. But regardless, they play Keegan Day because Keegan Day is the talent, right? They know no matter who they have, they could have a rotation of defenders, of forwards in front of him. But Keegan Day is that solid piece that holds the team, that is credited with all the victories that the team has put up over the years. So it's it's easy to say, you know. Uh, that's what we're missing. We are missing that Keegan Day, all right? You're figuring, season uh, 40, the Ottawa Capitals, 
27 wins, 22 losses. Season 39, the season that the Ottawa Capitals won their cup, 41 wins, 11 losses. Season 38, they had a hell of a season. They came just short of winning the cup. They were credited again, 40 wins, 10 losses. It almost makes you think that they almost had the record of what we did. The season that we won the cup wasn't even our best season to date. If we go look at our list out of the history out of Maple Ridge, to give you an example, in seasons 34, right? The the season, well, the pre the following uh the season before that we won our cup, out of 56 games, we had 28 wins, 24 losses, four ties, right? A plus 22 for goal difference. Season 35, the season that we won, this is when we had Frederick Wilsey in Nets with uh, Stackhouse and Bud Hellman as backups. Out of 56 games, Maple Ridge pops out, uh, Maple Ridge popped out 34 wins, 19 losses, 3 ties. The following season, this is when we lost in the semifinals to Vancouver. Maple Ridge, again, 56 games, 37 victories, 17 losses, 2 ties, with a plus with a uh, plus difference of 60. Plus 60 on goal difference. We haven't seen numbers like that in a long time. Season 37, we're at 30 wins, 22 losses. Season 38, 50, uh, season 38, 56 games, 31 wins, 19 losses. All right? Goal difference, 32, 68 points. We finished with a total of 68 points. Season 39, we came close. We really came close. Season 39, a lot of teams were uh, reaching out to us out of, out of the uh, Maple Ridge uh, office, thinking like, hey, guys, you know, good luck, man. You might be back on that cup run. 56 games, 35 victories, 17 losses, four ties, 209 goals for, 127 goals against for a, po- for a positive of plus 82 and 74 points. That is better than the season we won the cup and the previous season when we actually went into the playoffs and lost. All right? Our goalie experiments, we don't we don't fall through with them and we don't give them the proper chance to develop. Season 40 was the season that we were running Landers. We were running Norm Ritala. We had goalies coming in and then being traded out or bought out or just got rid of. Out of 56 games, we have 20 wins, 30 losses, 6 ties. We finished the season at negative 25 on goal difference with a 46 points. Since, I, since I've been here, that's the worst we've ever had. All right? So Maple Ridge, the history of Maple Ridge is we rush our goalie situations rather than going out and looking for that Frederick Wilsey who's now retired. Or else, trust me, when I say I would have been pushing Twitter like crazy to get this guy back in our, in our lineup. But again, we, we need a goalie, a proven goalie with proper stats. We can't be looking at, well, the guy has one season with 10 wins in 10 games. That doesn't mean nothing. That means he was played 10 times. He could have been playing against weaker teams, right? And then again, you got to consider who the team is that you're dealing with. If this team is... 20 times stronger than what you are. Ideally, you're going to say, well, it's only normal. You could have a, a mediocre goalie, but with top-tier talent in front of him. No kidding, this guy's putting up wins or he's getting less shots on. 
So it's a double-edged sword. You have to look at the guy's history. But then again, I understand the administration when they say, nah, they're like, look, guys, we, we don't have the talent pool to give up the talent because we need everybody that we currently have. And the draft picks that the team, you know, that we have are the picks that we're looking to, re, you know, to reinsert into the development pool to keep sure that our farm teams are developing. Because we've gone through periods where all we did was trade it away, trade our draft picks, and then we have nothing to show for it on the pro team. And our farm team is like barely getting by because we're playing with 30-year-old guys, right? And it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense from both points. But Maple Ridge history is we develop everybody except a goalie. I haven't seen any goalies coming out of Maple Ridge that other teams have gone above and beyond to get. Norm Ritala, who was traded to Halifax, of course. Halifax Hooligans had pursued him for quite a bit uh, during last season, trying to get their hands on him. Um, the kid was a first-round uh, draft pick. He was drafted first round, first overall, season 31. That's even before I became part of the uh, the administ- uh, part of the uh, organization, but you're figuring Norm Ritala. Once again, you can look back. I'm pulling out his stats right now. Seasons 37 was his first time in the pro, all right. And once again, season 37. If you remember, that's when I said that's the season we got rid of Frederick Wilsey and Bud Hellman became the official starter. You got Norm Ritala in 23 games in seasons 37 with 11. Victory, seven losses, two ties, two shutouts. We were happy to have him. Seasons 38, we ran Bud Hellman the entire season. Norm only got eight games played, two wins, two losses. Following that, seasons 39, seasons 39, 39 games, 24 wins, nine losses, three ties, five shutouts. Again, this we thought we had our goalie, right? But then seasons 40 came out of 22 games. The guy has nine wins, nine losses, one tie, one shutout. So once again, we will look short term. We're like, well, this guy had an amazing season. We bank everything on him. And then we're left wondering because, well, how could we be banking everything on him? We have no one in playing as backup, right? We have nobody back up because we figure Norm is going to carry us. We traded him last season. Seven games with Halifax, he puts up five wins and two losses, two ties, with a state percentage of 0.908. I mean, it boggles the mind how the Maple Ridge coaching staff works. I mean, I have zero input into how it's done. I would love to say that I could personally persuade somebody to be like, you know, this is the kid you want. This is the, the, the goalie you should go out and get. I mean, the most I could do, hit up Twitter, and run a Twitter campaign for players we I think we should invest in. But overall, until uh, Maple Ridge locks down a top-tier talent as a goalie, we'll always be middle of the pack. And it sucks to say, as I'm a Maple Ridge Mastodon's diehard, but it is what it is, and it's that time again. We reached the 48 minutes of this segment. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. I want to tell you again, everybody who has a chance to follow us on Twitter at 
Maple Mastodons on Twitter. You're going to always be kept up to date on what we're doing. All right. If those of you that want to follow the league as a whole, check out the TJHL or type in the James Hockey League. All right. You're always going to have all the information, what's taking place, who's traded who and whatnot. Uh, once again, thank you to everybody. Stay tuned. We should be having a new episode out within the next week or so. Unless uh, something interesting pops up. If it does, be sure to tune in. Maple Ridge Mastodons. Let's hope this is our year. Thank you, everybody. Much love. Much respect. Ciao.